Hello and welcome to the Tears Beneath podcast, the first episode of 2024. Happy New Year. Uh, although we had a wee bit of extended break. Aye, we've all been a wee bit busy, to say the least, with work and whatnot. Um, so anyway, I'm here today with myself, Reese, and I've got David and Nicky. How are you doing, Trips? I'm good, Reese. Happy New Year. Yeah, good, thanks, man. Happy New Year, Trips. Um, what have you been up to then since um, we've no seen you? Watching a few football matches, I suppose. That's the usual. Um, had to be trip to London, actually, the week before last. That was quite good for FA Cup weekend. Um, but it was quite nice to get back to the kind of bread and butter of Scottish non-league football on Saturday pass. So. Good stuff. What about yourself, Nicky? Yeah, mostly doing the family thing. I've um, been a bit mental with work and family. So um, with uh, my work, you, you don't get time off over this point. So not really seen as much football as I would have wanted and normally do this time of year. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm on the same boat as you, Nicky. I've only seen one non-league game in the last like, three or four weeks. Um, to be fair, it was a good fixture. I went to the Bonus and uh, Linlithgow Rose game. That was the game I was at, but um, pretty much had everything you could ask for, except for goals. Um, red cards a lot, big crowd. So aye, that's basically... <laughs> That's basically all I've been up to the rest of the time. It's been family, work, yada, yada, yada. So um, we're back, we're ready to go to see it out to the end of the season, 2024. So let's bring it on. Um, but like, as usual, you know, we'll just get started straight into the action. And tonight we'll start with the Lowland League. So I'll, I'll start with you, actually, Nicky, since um, you were actually at a Lowland League game this, this weekend. Uh, tell us what you're up to. Yeah, I had a free weekend where I didn't have the the wee man, so I could go to a, a game a bit further away and um, decided to go down the road to the capital and see Edinburgh Uni play Celtic B. Um, only got two Golden League sides left, so Edinburgh Uni were one of them and I didn't really want to finish on Edinburgh Uni, so Gallifreydean I think is a good a good one to finish on. But the, on the pitch action, although it was, it was a, a fairly okay game, um, was a fairly comfortable win for Celtic B, they looked um kind of just just ahead of Edinburgh Uni. Edinburgh Uni better than what I would have thought, but didn't really look like they were going to score. Edinburgh Uni keeper pulled off maybe three or four really good, really good saves, so it could have could have got embarrassing if they'd let few of them in. Finished three one. Um, one of the only things to mention on the pitch was um young player for Celtic Ben Quinn scored an absolute screamer, got on the edge of the box and smacked it. It looked like it was kind of posted stamped and then it came off the came off the bar, came down and went went in. So a lovely goal. Um it kind of we've talked about the, the B teams and it was kind of I think a bit of a, a sort of test or whatever of, of that. Because it was a lovely day. You're in nation's capital. There's plenty of Celtic fans obviously that live there. And if you'd got maybe a hundred people there, I would have been surprised, maybe somewhere a hundred, hundred and 50 would have been a bit surprising just not that many people actually turned up to see them and a couple of players did look good for Celtic but you wondered whether it was the right level for them whether they would how good they would look in League One or in the Championship or even there was a defender they had that was big strong quick so he obviously could have a career but whether he would land in the Premier League whether he would look completely like out of place it's really hard to really hard to tell so I think it kind of did show the negatives to the B team experiment and it should work you should be able to get a thousand P 
people to go to that game to see Celtic B play when Celtic aren't playing, but you, you obviously can't get them. Um, Edinburgh Uni itself, though, off the off the fields uh, was a delight to, to see. There's a tiny stand there. I don't know if you've both been, but tiny tiny stand. But on the site of Arthur's seat and lovely uh, cakes and scones, which I've never had at a football ground. So I had um, wheat boiler for later. I had no pies, but I had um, a second a second cake. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend Edinburgh Uni, and and probably they will struggle to stay up over the coming seasons and at least the Scotland Premier League, the Scotland Division 1 side, they would be a really good I think um, addition to those to those leagues but maybe not quite got the consistency to be a Lowland League side. I, I love it at Mill actually, it's one of my favourites in probably that area of Scotland anyway and it's really about the, the tea room because I think particularly this time of year um, Nicky, they probably appreciated the chance to get inside at half time uh, with it being so cold Um and um, for me, it's a carrot cake there. It's the star of the show. But um, <laughs> rather than the pie, yeah, there was, but, a, uh, was a orange and orange and carrot cake. But the Celtic fans, that was the least sold ones. The Celtic fans weren't. Aye, so it's, it's a really good one. I, I was there earlier in the season. I saw them play in the University League. They, they played a sort of Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I think it was Strathclyde University. They played. Um, Ah, but it's always, always a delight to visit. No, it's definitely one I've um, had my own because we talked about it uh, a couple of months ago. We were talking about like how they sell the cakes there. It always intrigued me. But even then, uh, Pepper Mill's always been kind of... It's kind of been up there in my estimations as one to go to. But because this is what I like about ground because obviously you get like CNA eye-catching detail. And obviously you mentioned that for seat. But see if you like... I think it's they've got the two tower blocks as well next to it. Kind of similar to like Pollocks, mm-hmm. but it's, yep. uh, it's always like that's what I always look for because I'm kind of photography minded. I thought I want to get a shot with like the players and then get the tower in, and you know, I just like something like that's quite eye catching. So it's always been up there in my you know, estimation, it's, it's anyway. Sort of Edinburgh and microcosm because you've got the, t- the tower blocks, you've got Arthur's seat, and Edinburgh Uni is obviously um, a posh part of Edinburgh as well. So it's got the, the kind of two two sides of it in, in a stadium. So yeah, I was more, more impressed with it than I would have thought. There's also a train line that runs past it as well, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> but a train spot. Well, just going to the rest of the league, and I'll, I'll just uh, go with a couple of standout results for me. But a wee bit of an upset uh, for Linlithgow Rose there, away at East Stirlingshire, just down the road for them. 2-1, they got defeated, and that's East Stirlingshire's first win in five, and it's only their fifth win of the season. But um, I watched the highlights of that just uh, a wee bit. Linlithgow didn't look like they are in much trouble, to be fair. Uh, but then the uh, ball comes in just cro- across the goal. Um, when Lovegrove was feel, uh, when to clear it, it was just a bit of a scramble, and uh, Scott Honeyman's uh, got the opening goal. Uh, early on in the second half, though, um, when Lovegrove was able to drive the f- pressure forward, and uh, forced Jamie Piper to score an own goal before Jamie Penker brought it back to two one, and that was pretty much the same for the rest of the game. Lovegrove was kind of charging down the down the pitch and uh, try to score into East Stirlingshire but uh, nothing can prevail and uh, yes East Stirlingshire's got a bit of a scalp uh, against the Linlithgow Rose who've been doing pretty well recently there's a bit of a distance between them and Edinburgh Uni and Gretna and that so they should be safe but you know wins a win and you want to take it anyway uh, other other result that stood out to me um, was uh, Boyish United uh, they were on a pretty decent run as well away to, they were away to Cowden Beef and they defeat them 2-0 
it's a pretty good win for them considering how uh, it's Cowan B's first league defeat since the 11th of November, which is because um, you know we've talked about them a few times how great good a run they've been on recently. Um, and then bonus as well, they've been they've been on a equally pretty much good run as well, just dropping points against Lundlifgo recently, which I already mentioned. But yeah, um, bonus that's them over to Trinent now. Pretty pretty busy up the top of that league now. I still think East Kilbride will probably win it, but you know you never know. There's always a always a quite a challenge up there. You know we've still got Cumbernauld Colts and the like as well. So it's exciting to see. Not long left to go as well. But I'll just move on to you back to you, Nicky, and we'll go to the Highland League. What's been happening up there? Um, two games picked out this week. First one's Huntley. We're at home to Bucky Thistle. Big big game between two teams doing well. Huntley took the lead after. Five minutes, Angus Grant, he's he scored and according to reports he was a, a real thorn in, in Bucky's side all, all day. Uh, with about seven minutes to go, Brody Allen, he flies for Huntley and looked like Huntley were, were going to get the, the point. But then from a corner, there was a bit of a Gomez scramble and, and Bucky managed to get a, a really late winner and that keeps the, the pressure on at the top. The period that we've, we've not been recording, Bucky have struggled to get games on, so They've got quite a lot of games now to to fit in to quite a short short period of time, so it'll be interesting to see. Bucky obviously have the the big game coming up next weekend. They're at they're at Celtic Park, so that'll be obviously fascinating to see them on TV and and see how they they get on. There a slight story as their manager um, entered the the pitch after a bad tackle and a bit of handbags, so he got he got sent off. So. There's a bit of a debate about whether he'll be suspended or not for the game, but um, hopefully that if the referee sends it to the SFA and it goes to tr- tribunal, I think it gets delayed for a, a game. So hopefully they do that to, to let him manage at Celtic Park. Huntley looked like they've done well in that game. They've lost a couple of players. We spoke about their manager going to Elgin and he's taken a couple of players now to Borough Briggs with him. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they manage to stabilise. Um, the other game that I wanted to mention was Fraserburgh. They were playing Clacknacudden. So it sounded like Fraserburgh dominated in the first half um, and were a bit disappointed only to go in 1-0 up. Um, Clack managed to equalise just into the second half. And then things got worse for Fraserburgh as they, they lost. A, a man got sent off to a straight red after a bad tackle. It sounded as if it was a bit more even after the sending off, but Fraserburgh had a, a good chance again. Um, they got a penalty. Which um they hit the hit the bar and there's videos online. It falls one of those ones that falls down on the line and then bounces out. Didn't get given. It's inconclusive in the video, but wouldn't be surprised with goal line technology if that was that was in. But then Fraser did manage to score finally in the the ninetieth minute. And again another game where it looked like they that was going to be all three points for them. But um Clark kept going and got the ball, kept getting the ball in the box and uh, header. Um, Mackenzie Header got them a, a late equaliser in that game. And kind of both games, I think, sum up the Highland League. We've tried to pick it up on this. is just lots of goals, red cards, never say die kind of actions. It's never never over. Um, Clack have been having a really good run since we last last spoke. And they've put themselves nine points clear of Stress Bay at the bottom. Stress Bay have games in hand, so could, could theoretically catch up. But they just are not likely to win that many games. So 
Pack must be thinking, especially as they're they're now playing well, they must be thinking that they're on the up and, and gonna gonna stay up this season. So that that's big for them and, and they've had a really good Christmas period. We're pretty impressed with how Clack's been doing recently. Um, you know, I thought the two teams are pretty much doomed, but like I think Clack's finally getting a bit of a fighter going on about them. Yeah, the new manager seems to have really really turned it around there and, and really made them a much more difficult team to difficult team to play than they were at the start of the season. So Right, we'll get down to the next tier now and we will move on to David. Big weekend in the Premier um, in the East, I think. Started off on Friday night with Broxburn Athletic going to Hutchison Vale. Um, Broxburn, as you know, top of the league, um, well clear. And and for me, that that was a big test of their, their kind of resolve on Friday night because Hutchison Vale, I think we said the last pod or the one before that, how Hutchison Vale had, had kind of hit a really good run of form on the quiet. So, you know, must have went 2-0 up in that one. Douglas and Jarvis with the goals. Hutchison Vale kind of got a goal back to make the sort of ending interesting, um, but Broxburn managed to hold it for the win. Um, I heard, I heard that the, the crowd at that game on uh, Friday night was was well over three hundred, which uh, is really good for that level in the first place. But I think even for Hutchie Vale, who are a team that has never really had much of your support, I think that just shows the value sometimes shifting a game to a different time. I think obviously in this case it was because Spartans were playing the Saturday, but. Um, it was a good one in terms of, um, you know, just shows the interest in the in the game at that level. If if there's nothing else on, really, I think that that win for um, Broxburn, Kenny, I suppose, added a bit of pressure for for some of the chasing back on the Saturday. Um, you know, Musselburgh had a derby game against Haddington at home. Again, a good crowd along the Olive Bank for that, um, and in the end, a fairly a fairly comfortable win for Musselburgh. Um, Connor Smith scored two in a, in a four-two win for them. Um, it leaves Musselburgh sort of ten points behind by a game in hand. So, although it's um, it's not over by any stretch of the imagination, it's getting to the point probably where you know Broxburn know that they've maybe got kind of one eye on you know number of wins or whatever they need to 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 sort of clinch the title sort of thing. Um, I think also in that chase impact Dunbar. I think a big team up back in December um, is kind of one of the teams say the season so far, given that they were just newly promoted. Um, and they had a good one about uh, um, Pennycook. Uh, managed to catch the video of the winner of that one. A guy, Kyle Summers, scored that one. Lovely 25 yarder, uh, which is worth looking up on uh, YouTube if you get the chance. Um, so, I uh, there's a few postponements as well. And I think the other, the other game that Kenny stood in the Premier League was um, was a, a kind of important win for Hillaby Thawthorne. They were away to Dundonald. Uh, so, a bit of a derby, I suppose. Um, one of the few games in Fife that survived the weather. The win for Hilly Beath, I think, starts to pull them away from the danger zone. I think there's four teams down there, um, three relegation places. And earlier in the season, they alluded to Hilly Beath might be in the sort of mire, but um, they seem to have pulled themselves out of that. Um, going through the leagues a wee bit, first division. Um, we spoke a wee, a wee while back there about Whitburn and how there was that controversial halftime team talk in the Open. Well, they've no one since then, so um, there's five <laughs> games without a win. Which for a team who was flying before that is uh, is quite strange. Um, they they lost at Dunny Pace, who are another one of the contenders in that league. Um, while sort of came on and Newton Grange, who are also at the top there, they also won their games. So Newton Grange are still top of the league. They beat Villa Leaven six one. Um, Villa Leaven, as we know, having a, another terrible season, and that's fourteen consecutive defeats for for the Leaven team. So, you know. It must be soul destroying watching Villa leaving every week. Um, it's just uh, that when it's the way 
just what um, Nicky mentioned with Edinburgh Uni, and he said there'd probably be like a probably East Prem Division One side that'd be strong. Um, I think I had in the back of my mind to be fair, like could they be like a Villa leaving and go plummeting right down because um, they did lose twelve 0 to Hearts B no long ago, but it just shows you. Mm. Just shows you see if you've had one bad season and oh, don't get me wrong, they'll even struggle big time down there, uh, especially their club's not been in great shape as well. But I it's like it's heartbreaking to see, like because I seen them earlier on the season against Dunipest and weren't even as good as they have been recently. And I like it's just even then they just blew my way. It's just um yeah. you just wonder when it's gonna stop. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask like it's somewhere I've been in that's nice, nice ground, nice um set up and nice people that run it, but what do you think their level actually is? Do you think when do you think the rot will, will stop? I think I think I know a guy who's kind of involved with Vale and it the difficulty they've got, I think, is just the number of players that are available down in the borders. You know, I think if you're a really a, a kind of decent player in the borders, you might go to Edinburgh to play, but there's a good chance you'll play for Gala. Whereas I think, you know, Vale are doing the pecking order. If you if you look down the leagues as well, I mean you've got Peebles and, and Tweedmouth. Selkirk went out of business. So there's there's no an awful lot of teams around about there. I think the other challenge is the amount of travelling that they do in that league. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about Vila leaving, you know, they're up to, um, I mean, some of the places they have to go um, to play. Do you know what I mean? They're up to, you know, St Andrews, for example, which is a bit of a trek. And I know doing that neck of the woods, there's quite a, a decent amateur league. And I think a lot of the local boys like to play in that and they play with their pals and there's a social scene around that. Um, so I think it's a difficult one for Vila. I, I think as far as I'm con- as far as I'm, I, I know, behind the scenes at the moment they're pretty stable. They've got a decent budget. They've got a decent manager who was a manager at Edinburgh United before. Um, I just think it's the, it's just attracting players. And I think I suppose if you've been on the kind of run that they've been on for the last few seasons, who wants to join a team that's got that kind of record? Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, hopefully they'll turn the corner at some point. I mean, obviously they go down to the second division next season. You know, probably, you know, with Bonus probably coming up and Armadale probably coming up, I would say that there's a good chance Vale would be one of the bigger fish in that team, in that league. But it's just getting the players in, I think. Um, so it's a difficult one. So yeah, 14 consecutive defeats. And that's on the back end. A couple of terrible seasons as well, obviously. I think they, were, I think they went through the whole low and league season winning maybe one game in the same last season in the Premier, so... So it's it's a tough shift for them at the moment. Um, moving on in the second division, um, we all know about Bonus Athletic and they're they're kind of charging towards the title, and they won again on Saturday. But they were run sort of pretty close by the Stirling University team that was four um, three. Armadale got themselves back to winning ways as well, and and amongst the sort of you know the kind of contenders again, Dalkeith and Thornton both won their games, um, albeit against kind of opposition that you would expect them to de- sort of defeat. For surprise results, he's just got a league, I think, that was probably the third division last week. Uh, one or two surprise results in that division. Um, again, another team that I was mentioning back in just before Christmas was Hart Hill and how they were having a good season. Um, they went down to Stonyburn, which was quite a surprise, uh, just by one goal to nil. Um, and the one that burst one of my, my mcbookie.com coupons was, um, was Pumphurst and Hold in the league leader's basket uh, to a 1-1 one, one draw. Both of those results have allowed Kenny West Calder to keep back into it again. Um, I think they were widely tipped at the start of the season to do well. Um, and they are, like I said, they're back into the title race. Um, it's looking as though, you know, probably for, for promotion are there three teams that are in the top three already. 
which is Bathgate, Hartholland and West Calder, with Hoyke a couple of points behind. You know, at this stage, it's looking like three out of four to get promoted. Talking about winless teams, I think Livingston United lost again. Um, team in the Scotland League who have, have yet to win this season. Uh, they, although they have got a couple of points on the board. So again, pretty tough for them. It's a team I'm quite surprised about. Uh, Livingston United, the way they've kind of went down. Because they weren't only too bad last season. I've seen them last season. They played all right. But I've just been quite shocked with the form. Because you've obviously got like Linton Hotspur as well down there. And you'd think... Mm. That's their, their first time in the season, we're amateur. You'd think they'd be the whipping boys somewhat, but no, it's been Livingston United, it's quite weird. I, th- I think the thing about Livingston is they had a really good first half to last season, and then they played David Goodwillie as a, as a trialist in the game, and there mm. seemed to be all sort of chaos ensued after that. The manager left, and I think some of their better players went on to, um, left the club as well, and the young, young guy, uh, Jerry, I can't remember his second name, uh, he went to Blackburn, he was probably their best player. Um, and after that, they've been on a pretty much continuous losing run uh, ever since then. So, um, for me, Livingston's a fairly big town. They should probably do better than they do. Um, you know, back in the day, they were they were a top junior team um, in the nineties and stuff. So, yeah, they, they, they should they should be capable of doing better. But it's like everything else; it's getting it's getting the players in. And, and West Lothian's a really tough market. If you look at the number of teams that are in that area, um, you know, if you're a decent player. And you get a, an option of say, maybe signing for Livingston or signing for West Calder or signing for Bathgate or even maybe further up, maybe an Armadale or, or something like that. You're probably going to go for one of those other ones rather than Livingston. But again, hopefully they they get a win on the board at some point. They've still got another 17 games to go this season. Um, so with a bit of luck, they'll, they'll turn the corner. Aye, definitely. Right, we'll just mention briefly the Midlands League because near enough that just got, just got pretty much wiped out. Uh, the weather's been at it again up in Dundee way. But just one result just really did stand out. Blair Gary won. Cooper Angus, bottom of the table, zero wins. Six. Aye. I could hear you are all astounded by that. Um, but yeah, they beat the local rivals. Um, lads, wow. <laughs> if there's a way to bust your, bust your kind of winless run, that's the way to do it, isn't it? I think we talked about like a, a friendly tournament between all the, the teams that haven't won, so they've taken <laughs> themselves out of that that tournament. <laughs> one down. I mean, we're going to do a team of the week later on, but I think we've already got one, uh, or team of the week this week anyway, but um, we'll let the listeners decide anyway, but still, that's that's pretty much it. They're already in it, just a spoiler alert, but aye. Uh, first win of the season for them. Um Good stuff. Uh, I'll just go back to you, Nicky, and just go up to the North Juniors. What's been happening up there? Yeah, no, it's um again it's a few games off, and uh, there was a few uh, games just to to mention. One was um Ellen United. They moved moved up to third. They had an impressive win against um Sunny Bank, who who were in who were in third. Two up in the. First half from Ellen, and then um, Sunny Bank got a go go back, and make it a bit more interesting. But Ellen Ellen hung on, and um, did well to get the the game on with what the weather was like up here. And um, in the Quest Engineering Cup, which is a cup between the North Region and the Midlands League, or uh, there was two um, shocks, so to speak, as um, Championship sides they beat the Premiership sides. The first one, maybe not. A huge shock, Banks of D. They managed a, a 3-1 win over um, Newmacker. Sounds like it was 
reasonably comfortable for them and, and they're running away with the, the league and will definitely be a, a premiership side next season. Um, the other one was a bit more of a shock. Um, different side, they, they managed to get a game on against Rothy Rovers and um, won 3-2. Sounds from the reports as if um, Rothy kind of played into their own their own downfall, kind of switched off, um, one down after 60 seconds, um, managed to get back into it, but two slack back passes and, and they were 3-1 down. Got a, a goal just before half time, but mostly Rothy in the second half, but couldn't find a goal to get get them back in it. So that's a, a huge win for, for Devon side. Um, in the next round of that, they, they finally play teams from outside the region. So um, Devon side, they've got a away trip to um, Downfield in Dundee's. The other one is Banks of D is probably a, a bit more interesting. They've got um, Lockheed United away so that'll be a really hard test for them but will be a kind of test to see what level they're actually at and whether they can give a team like that a game or show what they can what they will be able to do when they they go up next next season that game sounds like a proper good one that um that junior side obviously got so much um excitement around them and you think they're just going to storm it it's pretty much just banks of these baby boy i know that sounds like a decent one anyway um so, David, I'll go back to you and I'll get you to gaze a wee run down to the south. The big game in the south on Saturday was kind of a derby game uh, at Blair Mountain Park. It was uh, Newton Stewart against Creetown, both in the mix as far as the title was concerned. It was all going swimmingly for Newton Stewart. They were 2 0 up in the first half. Creetown pulled a goal back, and then one of the goal scorers from Newton Stewart was sent off just before half time. Um, Newton Stewart's kind of Facebook account was a, was a bit kind of vague about what happened, but it was pretty clear they weren't happy about that red card decision. Um, <laughs> and in the second half, it seemed to turn the tide of the game anyway. And um, and Creetown went on to win that one 3-2 to maintain their unbeaten uh, record in the league. They're kind of level on points now with Dalbiti. Dalbiti, I think we've spoken about before, they're, they're kind of the favourites to win the league. Uh, they, they won sort of 7-0 against the Stranraer South team. You know, a young lad, Connor Potts, scored four goals. I think uh, we mentioned him previously as well. He signed just before Christmas. And he's, I think he's probably scored every every game he's played for Derby so far. They're looking like the team to beat still. But Creetown are, are there as there are thereabouts as well. The, the thing about the, the South of Scotland League, obviously, is quite a short campaign. There's only 22 games. Well, both of the sides have played 13 already. And I think what's probably most interesting about that is they've started to play each other twice. So... I think it's fair to say that those two games are probably going to have a lot of bearing on, on where the title goes eventually. Um, and then obviously who might go into the playoff to be promoted to lower league. Both of these teams are um, are licensed, so would theoretically be eligible for promotion. So it'd be quite interesting. I think for Creetown, that would be a massive step up. Obviously, Dalby have been in the lower league before, so maybe less so. But yeah, interesting weekend in the south. I know that um, our, Kenny, our friend Paul, who is missing tonight on the pod, he went to visit Loch Mabin on Saturday um, and got a, kind of, a, a pretty a feisty game by all accounts. A sort of 1-1 draw between them and St Cuthbert Wanderers. Both of those sides kind of towards the bottom of the league. Um, I think there was five red cards in that game uh, between sort of players and <laughs> management and stuff. So um, I think uh, I read his blog post yesterday as uh, a good advert for the South of Scotland League by all accounts. Um, and only, I think it's three quid to get in there, so you know, probably amongst the best value in Scottish football in the South. Um, but that's probably the wrap-up for that. I think one or two other results as well. Lockhart beating the Thisdale Wanderers 4-1. That's pretty much expected. Medan and Dale beat Wigtown 4-0. Again, you know, not a great surprise there. 
and there was one cup tie which was Abbeville against uh, Upper Annandale which was a 5-0 win for Abbeville which again is, is what you'd expect Abbeville being the sort of defending champions of the league so um, yeah everything went pretty much to, to plan in the south apart from that Derby game where you turn age to Newton Stewart uh, just going back to the Loch Mabin game, um, when I first saw that, and I obviously seen Paul was there, I just thought, you lucky bastard. Uh, <laughs> get to see that absolute scrap, pretty much. Um, he posted a picture on uh, X, basically said, this might look like a nice photo of the ground I'm at, if, but if you look closely at this player's tunnel or the door, there's like <laughs> there's like about six or seven people just like fisticuffs right at it. And uh, <laughs> I think committees just try to split them all up. And I thought, oh my God. The great thing about the South is it's actually quite a, quite a close community because obviously there's there's not a lot of people around about that neck of the woods. So the 12 teams, there'll be guys in those teams that know each other. The, the, the players in that league change from one team to the next as well. So you know, there's probably been a something going on there in terms of maybe like a, an old score getting settled or something like that. So um, <laughs> aye, good entertainment. Okay, Nicky, um, take us to the North Cali League. Yeah, um, Loch Ness, the, the game was, was cancelled because it was um, Loch Ness Ferry couldn't land, I think, on the mainland, so Loch Ness couldn't get across for that. But it was absolutely crazy game, sounds like, between um, Fort William and, and Old Ness. Fort were three up and, and cruising, quick fire double in the first half, got Old Ness back into the game. Bonnie McLeod then completed a hat-trick um, to make it make it 4-2. At half time. Fort then reduced his the ten men. Had a had a man sent off to make it ten B eleven. But that didn't stop Fort. They they scored to make it make it five two. Unless got another one back, five three if you're keeping count. And then um a late flurry in the, the last kind of I think uh, ten minutes, Fort got three goals to make it um eight, eight three overall. So sounds like an, an absolutely insane game, but you've definitely got your 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 money's worth if you've you've paid into that. The other um game at the top top of the division was a was a bit more routine and we're Gordon three three nil up and, and conceded in the last minute to make it a wee bit more respectable at three one, but that puts them top of the league. So but that sounds a bit more of a, a normal game than what happened in Fort William. I know it's um, Fort William are having to play their games away from Claggan Park, so any ideas sort of when that's going to resolve itself? I think is it storm damage or something they got? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's storm damage, and then there's the weather. It, it kind of to me it makes makes sense. It's a bit unromantic, but over the winter period, it makes sense to play those games. I think it is a not not been but the three G pitch um, down there that they can probably get games on most of the year round. So it does kind of make sense with the, the more winter games to. Be able to actually get get games on down there. Was it uh, Lock Harbour High School? Aye. Yeah, very, very obscurely. I've been to a game there. There was one <laughs> time I went. I know. See, see, in June, I'll, I'll watch just about anything, right? Because obviously there's no 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 <laughs> lot going on. So there, there was one time I, I doubled up between. It was a game between Iokadar Saints, who are playing the Euston Barra League, were playing a Highland Amateur Cup game against Staxago, who play in the Keith Ness League. And because they're so far apart, they met in the middle at Fort William, uh, and there was a crowd of four at it, and that was one of them. Very obscure. <laughs> it's the first time, the first time I'd seen a team for the islands wow. play. It was uh, that's how I remember it. So I've seen a game there. It's only it's just a cage to be honest. I know when I went up to Fort William against Clay Bank in the Scottish Cup, but there was a decent crowd at that, and there was a decent crowd of local people as well. So I don't know if people are turning up for these games at the at the high school pitch or not. For, for memory, there's actually nowhere to watch it. 
in terms of you'd have to stand inside the cage. So hopefully they get back to Clagan Park sooner rather than later. Now, it's, it's that as well. Like you know, you look if you want to go see Paul William and you, you're like us, you're a big football fan. You know, you know obviously how iconic it is. It's like why the most iconic grounds in Scotland. And then you just get to Autobahn where we're playing an Astro just in the road. You're like, oh, listen, that's what is it in the day. And games need to be played, and I suppose it's for the greater good. But hey ho. Anyway, last league of the roundup, and it is the West of Scotland League. Match of the day in the West was, of, uh, of course, top of the league, Clyde Bank hosting Auchinleck Talbot, who've been getting a bit better recently, but not at this time. Uh, Clyde Bank defeated them 2 1. Uh, Adam Hodge was able to get a goal just before half time, before Michael Wardrobe uh, got the equaliser, and then Lee Gallagher with what I could probably just describe as a thunder bastard. Have you seen the goal? Not seen it. That's like a about 25 30 yard strike uh, with his left foot, and it just glides into the top corner. But yeah, that um, leaves uh, Banky seven points clear at the top of the league. Uh, another good win for them in front of a big crowd as well. Uh, I think it was like over 800 there for that one. But the other game, and probably one that concerns uh, Clyde Banks' title rivals, Pollock, they got beat 2 1 by Glen Afton. To be fair, uh, John Longmuir, um, when I was watching the highlights, yeah, the sun was that bright, and I'll give him a benefit of doubt this, I feel like he doesn't know where he is. Uh, he handles the ball outside the box, palms it away, and of course, you know, instant red card. But it's not until the uh, second half, Gary Fraser's able to get a, a foot on a header coming in for a cross, and just uh, palms it away for 1-0. Uh, Adam Ford's able to equalise 67th minute, but uh, Michael Moffat, and it's Adam Ford that's gave the ball away, it's like some terrible defending. He's... Uh, Went for a shot, but the defenders slid in. It's kind of looped up the way and went back down at the goal and uh, just before the 90 minute, um, won the game 2-1. So, yeah, um, big one for Glen Afton, especially doing that bottom end. They're same into 15th, so above Arfley and just below Rob Roy. And they've got uh, just uh, within three points, but they've got four games in hand, so it be what they need to get out of this. But, uh, Paul, that same down into... Third now, uh, and St. Cadiz have shot up above them. When St. Cadiz as well, they've been doing brilliant recently. We've talked about them a few times, and I think they've just been getting the results in, and they've been meaning their business, and that's them up to second now. So, fair play to them. Uh, David, you were at uh, Beave against Hurlford as well. Uh, how did that go on? Good, good. I think, um, what was good about Saturday was the West of Scotland League. I don't think there was any games called off at all, so. I decided I was heading west for the day and it was looking to go to one of my favourites and Bellsdale Park is certainly one of my favourites. Love it there. So, And obviously the game, I think I'd seen Hurlford actually just before just before near against um, away at Troon and they, they were quite impressive that night winning 2-0. So I thought Beath obviously depend, defending champions. Form has been a wee bit up and down. I thought it'd be a good game and a, a kind of good contest and I was right. Started really well for Beath. They got a, an early goal through Andy Monk. Um, really good finish. He kind of ran onto a, a diagonal. Stuck it through the goalie's legs, a cracking goal. Um, I think the, the, the watch back in the video actually it was quite funny. I think it was Darren Henderson, the the Halford manager, was uh, was unhappy with the defendant to say the least in terms of the the guys not holding their line. First half was excellent. It really was physical game. Tackles getting put in, end to end stuff. Some goal, both goalies having some saves to make. The second half was a bit more cagey. And it looked for a long time as though that, that kind of goal was, for Beath was going, to, was going to win the game. However, Harrowford did have the, the slope in the second half and anybody who's been to Bellsdale knows that that is an advantage. 
towards the end, yeah, if anybody was going to score, I did feel it was Hurlford. They had a kind of chance that went kind of across the face of goal, and then shortly after that, a kind of crossover, and it was Ali Love kind of produced a header to, to equalise. Felt a wee bit for the for the Beath goalie uh, Owen Stock because he got a big hand to to the header, just about kept it out, but it kind of sort of trundled over the line. So one each over the piece, probably a fair result, probably a better result for Hurlford rather than Beath, given given the way the league table's looking. But to be fair, Beath have got games in hand on Clydebank, and you know after the winning the league last season, we know that that, that you know that the team there's got it in them to to produce a run of results. So. So I, a good afternoon, out, eight quid to get in. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the pies later. Um, aye, good one. Recommend mm-hmm. it to anybody. Absolutely. Um, but I, um, I think even though they do have the games in hand, I think uh, Beef will still be wanting to get the points to make up for now. So it's definitely points to open. And Horrelford's one of these ones that just, they're either brilliant or they're either just all right and maybe no get the result in that. They've always, they always seem to be a sticky team. Um, so I've done their job this weekend anyway. Um, but I right enough. But still, I think I can still see B being up at the top end of that table and challenging Clyde Bank at the end. Of it. They've got the reserves in there, uh, and you've got like guys like Ken Diver and that as well. So they can either obviously definitely a threat. Um, so yeah, good stuff in there. Uh, move on to the first division. It's getting pretty tight now. Before it was before, like teams like Rutherglen and Shorts have just kind of dripped down the t- table a wee bit, and then you've got your like, Johnston Burrows and your. Uh, Kilwinning Rangers is I'm doing an old cliche because I'm basically naming teams like the plurals. Um, when his result stood at me, uh, Blantyre Vicks uh, getting defeated by Johnston Borough two one. Vicks have been one of these teams that have been um, they've definitely been up punching above their weight. But I then Johnston Borough as well. Like they've I think they're finally getting a bit of form going on now. So they've won a few games as well. Um, but the the way the match went anyway, Vicks got the, the first goal. Jamie Bowman basically. Slot the ball like basically across the box into the bottom corner, but it's like kind of like bounced off the one of Borough's players. Blantyre, they've kind of claimed it as their goal, but can we maybe say it was an own goal as well before uh, Dale Simmons uh, got the equaliser. Late on in the second half, Hamish McKinley's managed to get the uh, 2 1 win it for the Johnston Borough. So, yeah, uh, it's been pretty tight. Uh, Johnston Borough just up and forth now. Still in, still in there. It is like I say, really tight. It's about three points for being top of the league, and then got a few good teams in there. Obviously, Blantyre's dropped down already, like to fifth, just above Rutherglen. Uh, one other game I'd like to talk about as well is um bottom of bottom of the table clash. Whitlitz and Nielsen faced off at um New Volunteer Park. Uh, Whitlitz able to get a three-one win against Nielsen. So that's a Jordan Boy double and a. A goal for Lewis Kerr and Derby Nabs got the consolation. So that's um Whitless closed the gap on Neilston, but Neilston still got about four games in hand on Vicks. So time will tell how that goes. But aye, it's a good one for uh, Whitless, and that's only the third one of this season. I, th- I think that's two in a row for the minute because I'm sure they beat Kilburn the week before. Aye, so did aye. For them. Mm-hmm. So now they've had a few signings. Obviously, John Boy's one of them. He's came for them, Irvin Medal, but aye, anyway. So moving on to second division. One big game, of course, Cali Locals have been f- on fire recently. Uh, they've got they've basically been basically been stolen pretty much, um, and they've um, entered that kind of top three, top four part of the table. You know, they've over overtook Villa Clyde, who have kind of dipped as well. Um, but yeah, they mean they were away to Cumbernauld United, but uh, they were two 0 down at half time. Cumbernauld United, but got a couple of goals. 
but um, managed to get the equaliser um, second half. Tyler Tyre um, had a pretty pretty decent goal. Seen it. Um, basically, the balls came in for the defence. It's just the uh, boys lobbed it over. Uh, Tyler Lee's just picked it up. Um, bit of footwork, and he's just um, dinks it into the top corner, and it's two each. But I so you could tell obviously the quality is there. But uh, coming all one out with a late goal, and then to keep them challenging a Drossen who. By our looks at right now, are flying up that league, albeit Commonwealth still got about four games in hand to them. So you never know, it could still be pretty tight up there when the games get uh, played. But aye, uh, it's pretty big win because that is Cali Loco's first league defeat since the 9th of September. It just shows you how good a run they've been going on. I'll move on to the third division now, and uh, we're talking about your Coupe and own, David. Uh, got another one that basically busted it, uh, Port Glasgow. Down the bottom three, defeating Belso Athletic uh, 1-0. Uh, I don't know who's re- me raging, me or you. Aye, the, only uh, sil- the only silver lining, mate, is you can't even nominate them for Team of the Week now. That's true, and I know. I'll give you many excuse. My game nom- Team of the Week anyway, just for bursting your cup. <laughs> anyway, but aye, but what I read about it, Port Glasgow were alright, Belso were shockingly poor. I seen a, a video of the goal, I can't prove it, you know. Uh, Conor McGee's basically unmarked in the box, snaved his own him. Three kicks came swinging in. He's able to just get a free header and just um, head into the the left side. Belsall were never able to get back in that match, and Port Glasgow just kept him at it. And then that's how it's finished. So it's a good win for Port Glasgow. You know they're uh, down that bottom way with like Kello and West Park. So and considering West Park won as well, it's um, pretty decent wins keeping them avoiding the drop. But uh, yeah, that's only Belsall's second league defeat of the season and. Uh, it's not really the best to start. So it's only it has only been two games for Belso, uh, but they did drop points away at Kelo last week, uh, basically a back and forth for that one. Maybe a wee bit of cause going for Cern. Uh, we'll see how they respond in the next coming weeks. But um, you've got Finnart as well. They've basically shot up as well, so they're right behind Belso now. Albeit Belso's got games in hand, uh, but a two point gap that is in you know, squeaky bum time pretty much. Uh, last division, and I'll talk about. A local derby, as in it's the closest game uh, geographically Campbelltown could play. They took two ferries to get there. Yeah, a big win for uh, Saltcoats Victoria, 4 0. They won. If there was any team that Saltcoats were going to beat, if they were going to get a win, it would probably be Campbelltown. But credit to you, you know, um, Hattrick was scored by in that game as well. I've seen a couple of one of the guys I follow on Twitter, he was at it, he filmed a couple of clips. It seemed pretty, seemed like a pretty decent game, to be fair. Um, so I it's, it lifts all coats off the bottom of the table and Campbelltown's went down there instead. But I'm just noticing a couple of things with Salt Coats recently. I've seemed to be turned a wee corner, maybe or maybe just like a wee glimmer of hope for them. Because I've noticed like they've got Stevie Wilson's in charge now, he's a you know, former Adrosten Port Glasgow manager, a guy that's well known in this um at this level. You know, I've seen noticed their social media's kinda changed, they've seen a bit more up to date with stuff. Even just wee things like They've got a new YouTube channel. They've got a chain, a crest changer. I feel like something must uh, kickstart in that team. They think they're getting their stuff in order and hopefully pressing on. That is the leagues for this week. Um, so, who are we picking as team of the week for that? I'm going to weigh in with Keytown for that win against uh, Newton Stewart in the derby. Came from behind to win. Maintained their unbeaten record in the league. Um, so they're, they're a good good candidate for, from my point of view. What about you, Nicky? Just to um, annoy you more than anything, I'm going to go with Port Glasgow. Um, down, down the bottom of the league, beating, beating a team on, on that high. 
gonna go for that. I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, and I, for me, I'm going to pick. I'll go with Glen Afton this week. Uh, just a good win against Pollock uh, away at New Orleans Field. Pollock get a man sent off, but they still get three points against Pollock, uh, especially the form they've been on. Yeah, still pretty decent. And then, no surprise, I think the last team, and probably the one that's going to win it, Cooper Angus, uh, joins us in the, the last team of the week. I sure you agree with me, boys. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, they're basically nominated already. So I'll do a wee brief look at the pie chart because David, our resident pie expert, was got, probably had one of the best pies you can get. Uh, David, the floor's yours. It is one of the best pies you can get. It's a chicken haggis pie, beef juniors, Bellsdale Park, chunks of chicken, a white sauce, a layer of haggis, lovely crust, a wee dotted potato on the top for a wee bit of kind of a bonus. £3, quite expensive for the West of Scotland League, but consistently excellent. It's the go-to pie when you go to beef. Have I sold it well enough? You've sold me. I want one right now. Yeah, sold, sold us on that. <laughs> Everyone should eat one at some point in their life. Enough said. What's your rating? It's a nine. A nine? Which, which for me, it's usually a 9.5 when I go there. The only thing I would say is Things started to come apart, so it got a wee half point taken off. Oh, but, the, the, but it's a good reason because the, the filling was so heavy that the pastry was struggling to keep it all together. That was that was only negative I could think of. So, nine, nine out of ten is a big mark for me. I don't dish out tens, guys, as you know. Named it, nah, of course not. Uh, you ever dished it at 9.9? 9? No, 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 no. It's 9.5. 9.5 is the max. Fair dues. Um, Nicky, you've been a, since we've not been on for a while. Have you had any pies recently? I know you had cakes. I actually, I, I've missed missed the pies. I went to Devon Vale recently, and and they were out of pies, so got a sausage roll, but it was it was fine. I, I would if we were doing a, a scone scone chart, which is probably going to be short shorter. I, I think <laughs> that would be a, a ten out of ten for for Edinburgh. Uni. Yeah, I don't I don't think that will have as much run in it, unfortunately. As, as the pie chart. I know, there, I'm should be, to think... there should be. I, I think this could be the new trend in Scottish football catering. We should start this. That we should yeah. have cakes and scones. Once my, we get into the summertime, do you know what I mean? Maybe mm, not this time when of the my, year. Um, son is on a forum called Scone and Bovril when he's 18. Well, <laughs> it'll be our fault. I leave it leave it to the youth. That's what we'll do. Good stuff, man. Um but yeah, I've no, I've not really had any pies in a while. To be honest with you, lads, because um, I went to the bonus in Linlithgow game, as I've already mentioned, and see, to be fair, I think because Christmas was the day before, but there was no pies, no food, no drink, just the Scott Midden across the road, get a wee Costa coffee, and whatever you want to bring in. Uh, so, yeah, uh, disappointing. To be fair. Although, you know, like David was saying to me earlier on that it's you're not missing much anyway, so... No, you're not. Over mm. over the Christmas period, I did, I did enjoy... I went to Trenent for the first time in ages. I saw Trenent play civil service strollers on Boxing Day. And uh, the big tea pie hut was, was pretty decent. Uh, I quite enjoyed the steak pie for there as well. And um, I mentioned I was doing it at Trun when they played Harlford. That was the Friday before New Year. And I can recommend the pies, the steak pies at Trun as well. Very good. What's the rating? So I think I gave it an eight, but it was it was nice. It's good. It's good. I doubled up. I, I had a Scottish pie that and a steak pie that night because it was 
it was from a dinner and plus it was freezing cold. Um, <laughs> but the steak pie was definitely the, definitely the one they picked in there. That's for sure. I mean, last season when I went to Trinent, I had the steak and haggis pie. Aye, that was a good one. I'd say it's probably, it was my fav- one of my favourite pies of last season that I had. I probably would have gave it, it doesn't count by the way, but I probably would have gave it about an 8.59. The only problem, the only problem with that, and it was nothing to do with the pie, was they were playing Spartans, and the photographer that was uh, photographer in the game before the game noticed me taking a picture of the pie. So I've got a picture of the pie, and then I've also got a picture of me taking a picture of the pie, and then just to add insult to injury, I've got a picture of he's took a picture of me scoffing the pie. Oh my god, I've never looked so terrible. <laughs> I've looked, I've had looked terrible in some forties, but my god, I was like, gee, I was actually quite mortified. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got caught out big time so um, thanks very much for that Mr Spartan photographer uh, I think it's Mark Brown his name is done me a belter that have happened to you David thankfully not that's no. not a challenge for anybody by the way I mean it shouldn't be that hard <laughs> I do eat, I eat a, a decent number of pies it shouldn't be that difficult to get me one but no no so far anyway, it, that'd cut. be the worst that'd be the worst but anyway uh, we'll just wrap it up with games looking forward to now of course Three ties we've got in the Scottish Cup fourth round. Lads, what we're looking forward to. There was obviously one big one that we kind of miss. And the yeah. playing against Bucky. Uh, <laughs> 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 Fucking bot yeah, buster. Bucky going to going to Celtic Park is is going to be big. I think um, all of Bucky. I think is off for Monday morning. I think the pubs are going to be pretty packed. Um, just to just to mention a wee thing that I did read up here. Um, the the social club in Bucky, um, Viaplay, who obviously have the rights to the game, they've they've given them Viaplay for the game for for nothing, so that like elderly fans and and oh, people brilliant. can there and watch it. So um, these companies quite rightly get get slated quite a lot, but that's a, a nice gesture to get it on for people to to see it. Am I right in saying that Bucky got five thousand tickets, Nikki? Have they sold them all? I think they've sold most most of them. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was going to be some um, things going down from what I was what I was reading. But it's been it's something that because obviously people at work know I'm into football. It's people from that area have, have mentioned it, and it's going to be quite a big thing in the town. I would I would be surprised if if on the, the football field that they got very close to them. But but you never know. You, you always hope for in those games, Bucky to score first and get get their sort of moment in the sun, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't see Celtic doing like a Bayern Munich in pre-season and playing a full-strength team against a team that's about 15 divisions below them and winning 22-0 and all this, but um, I'd imagine Celtic would beat them, but you know, if Bucky can give them a challenge, then you know, it'll be great to see. I'm going to be going to it anyway, so I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I'm in a Celtic end, but I'm like right next to the away support, so you know, it's kind of joining my Celtic supporting with my Tears Beneath podcast duties. Into <laughs> one, so it's a double whammy. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. But you know, I saw Davil beat Aberdeen, so I might jinx Celtic this season. Hey, I was at that one as well. Aye, I, 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 think, I think I think Bucky beating Celtic would be the would one hundred percent be the biggest shock of all time. Oh, aye, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I managed to um, I managed to get to the Broder Hearts game. I was one of the, the intrepid people across oh. and across the wall. Oh, really, I so um that I think is arguably the biggest shock at the moment. But yeah, the Bucky one would, would eclipse that quite spectacularly, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. They, they've already um, spent some of the the money because they've they've managed to buy a buy a player from Aberdeen. So <laughs> it was um Harvey who was playing at Elgin. I think it's quite a good a good young good young striker from around this area. So yeah, that's what Paul said anyway. Is pretty much when we talked about it in the last 
when the last Scottish Cup, it was like um, Bucky have won the lottery pretty much, which you have pretty much. Um, I don't know how much is going to be there. I probably imagine about 40,000 round about that. Even then, that's still a big banker for them. Bora Rangers against Cove Rangers, you know, Cove Rangers going back to Highland League. Uh, how do you think that'll go? Cove will, well, Cove will be favourites, but that's got shot written all over it. I think a team that isn't doing great in Cove Rangers, I don't, don't follow them that much, but um, and team doing well in Broda and a team that they will be right up for trying to show them they're still competitive. So I think that's that's much more likely to be a, a shock result, that one. Cove obviously favourites are the bigger bigger side, but would if you're looking for shocks, that'd be one I would one I would be looking at. It's one I'm debating about going to because I've got a free Saturday and I'm between just staying nearby my house or going a big crazy ass trip uh, up the Highlands. But oh, I doubt, see, depending on what, what the weather will be like, I think I might avoid it. But uh, it looks quite intriguing anyway. Apart from the Celtic game, that was kind of one I'm looking forward to. Then the last two teams that are going to be in action in the Scottish Cup, Broomhill got an away trip all the way up to Inverness. Uh, how do you think this will go? I saw Broomhill play on Lithgow just before Christmas. And I wasn't impressed with them. felt they were really direct, quite physical. So I think they'll give Inverness a physical challenge. I think Inverness will already going reasonably well in, in the championship. That's, that's going to be a comfortable win for them, I think, especially at home. You know, I'm thinking maybe 2 or 3-0, something like that, at least. Aye, just routine then, pretty much. We'd be very surprised if it wasn't he? Aye, nah, that's fair enough then. Have uh, you got any other fixtures to look forward to, lads? There's a couple in the West that are interesting me on Saturday, actually, the West of Scotland League. Two big hitters playing the Premier uh, the Premier Division, Auckland Lake against Beath. I mean, I think Auckland Lake this season have been a wee bit disappointing, but that's one of those acid tests the Beef's kind of title challenge, I think. In the First Division, the top two, Tobin and Rangers and Peters Hill, play each other, and that looks like it could be a cracker as well. So they're the two that kind of caught my eye in the sort of standard league games. Decent stuff. What about yourself, Nicky? Two games, um, one up here, Heath versus Huntley, just a local derby game, always gets good good crowds and Heath aren't doing that great this, this season, And um, but yeah, just a, a local derby and it's always a, always a good game. The other one was in the Midlands League and if I get the chance of a big away day um, again this weekend, this is the one I would have picked, would be Brotty Athletic versus Montrose um, last week, Brotty lost their game. And um, Montrose um, doing well since coming down from the, the North League. They're they're in I think fourth, so I think that'll be a potential banana skin for Brody in the, the race for the title. So I think that'll be an interesting game. I certainly mate. Um, one that sticks out to me is the South Challenge Cup. It's Dunbar United are hosting Cumbernauld Colts. I think we talked about this not too long ago uh, on the pod when the draw was made, and I thought that would be a pretty decent tie. But um, I think the way it's been going, I think the Cumbernauld Colts have been. Still been doing pretty decent, but I've noticed kind of dipped a wee bit and then Dumbo Bally United the same as well. I think maybe coming all Colts might edge it. We can only wait and see, but I think it'll be a pretty decent tie anyway. And then one game that kind of took my eye was Thornton Habs against Dalkeith. You know, um, Thornton Habs have been doing pretty decent in uh, the second division and Dalkeith as well were up there. So, you know, you could see how, how well that one goes. But yeah, um, plenty of ties to be played in this league. And of course, you know, we wish best of luck to our three teams Beating the Scottish Cup both round this weekend coming. Lads, he's got anything else to, else to say? Nothing for me, just to get out there and enjoy your football. Yeah, I just agree with that. As do I, so we'll leave it there. Um, well, we're glad to be back for 2024 and hopefully we shall see you next week. So, Nicky, David, thanks for joining us. Uh, see you later, everyone. Cheers, guys. Thanks.